0: Are you looking for a better way to play player props or daily fantasy sports? Well, look no further than Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the leading over-under daily fantasy game. Why? Because it's so easy to use and win. You can make your picks in under 30 seconds and win up to 10 times your money in one day. Right now, we have a special offer for our viewers and listeners of A Heart Tell Podcast. All you got to do is sign up now and use the promo code BACKPACK. Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. That's right. They'll match your first deposit up to $100. So, join the over 150,000 others who found a better way to play. Download the Prize Picks app today. Ain't Hard to Tell podcast, episode 206, the final episode of 2021. You rocked with us on the previous episode, myself, Dexter Henry, Brian Fonseca, also here. If you rocked with us on the previous episode, it was, you know, that time of the year for us. It was the end of the year. Ain't Hard to Tell podcast, hip hop awards. We do this every year. That was part one. We went through a whole bunch of different categories. Part two, this is where the real fun begins, In part two. Part two is where we give you the albums of the year. You will find out our album of the year. We give you our top 10 albums of the year from each of us. Brian and I have not talked about this and how our <laughs> list is before. Obviously, we talk all the time during the year and on the show. We talk about albums. We talk about things of that nature. And we'll comment on albums the other day, other, you know, from time to time. But, you know, we have not, we do not know everybody's exact order. We probably have an idea of what certain things are. Yeah. But we do not know uh the exact order. How you doing, Brian?
1: Look, it's been an interesting time, right? Because there are there are sports worth talking about that we're gonna get into next year because a lot of things are changing. But I like that we're uh sort of sticking to the hip hop thing. I will say this though. Uh the only non uh hip hop thing that I would mention oh, probably we go. going forward.
0: Here we go. Here here we go. I know I know what this is gonna be about. Here we Split go. Splitter cells back, oh. baby. <laughs>
1: If you follow this pod, you know I've been calling for this shit for years. Splinter Cell looks like they might come back come back, and come out before GTA 6. Now, there's they're, they're actually like in the very, very beginning stages, but the announcement came out. Ubisoft came out and said they're going to remake Splinter Cell. I don't know what capacity or whatever the case may be. I assume that it's going to take a couple years or so to sort of build that out. But look, I'm excited. Shit, I might even reach out and try and be part of the team. You know what I'm saying? Like... <laughs> i might have to do that so we'll, we'll we'll see what happens but yeah that's all that's all i wanted to get in there before we get into our top 10 but i'm ready my top 10 my top 10 is good my top 10 is very solid i was not very optimistic because the, this year i didn't feel like gave me a lot of replay value necessarily yeah. you know, when i went back there were a lot of projects that were very good i just you know we'll see how much i revisit them you know over the next few years or so
0: It shall be interesting to see. See you are hyped about Splinter. I don't really have any video games to be hyped about uh, right now. Still trying to get a PS5. That's daunting. Same. Um, Yeah. Mm. With these COVID numbers going up, that might be even more daunting. So who knows? Who who, who knows it all? All right. Let's get into it. 2021 Hip Hop Albums of the Year. We do this. We're we're not going to start with the one, obviously, folks. We're going to start with 10. (laughs) Um, We're going to start from 10 here. You want to go first or you want me to go first, Brian? Um, I can go first. If you can you, go if you first. Want to. I can right. go first if you want. All right, let's, uh, let's let go. You,
1: let you meet, let you uh, sort of uh be the main event at the end. Well, um, I don't know about <laughs> that, but okay,
0: yes.
1: <laughs> My number 10 was shocking to me because this is, the, and this episode, I'm going to say, Dex, you should probably leave the camera on both of us for a good amount. Because, okay. of, the re, because of the reactions like to shit, I think that it'll be uh definitely worth Here it. Here we go my number 10 shocked me because it came in toward the end this is an album that we talked about and we were like hey i think this is my crack top 10 whatever the case may be and it did for me it's chomp 2 by russ okay and okay. you know it has no real theme necessarily it's just sort of one of these lyrical flexing uh projects yeah uh, but it's strong for what it is it sounds more like a compilation mixtape but i feel like it was too good not to include in my top 10 and for those listening we're gonna to get to honorable mentions or at least i am later on i do have a few but not many um the russ album even got a good verse from snoop Dogg. Which, yeah you know not to diss snoop Dogg, but
0: like over a primo beat too
1: right right that's the thing like it's snoop Dogg at this stage he's not he's not handing out like you know amazing verses to everybody necessarily he's not even like a straight just hip hop artist anymore in that way. Like he's so much bigger than that at this point. And he got like a really good, really focused verse from Snoop Dogg, which I was impressed by. Um the guests overall brought it. Production was very strong. It did get a little weaker toward the end for me. This is probably why it comes in at 10, but still this is 10 out of like however many albums I listened to this year. And then some uh, standouts to me were uh Blue Chip featuring Ransom, which was the second track, Faith featuring Jada Kiss, which was shortly after that. And then Free featuring Big Crit, Snoop Dogg, and Primo, DJ Premier, who produced that beat that we were just talking about. And then Distance with, uh, I think, Ghostface Killer and Conway. Conway had a really good verse on that. So Russ, Chomp 2, my number 10 album of the year.
0: Number 10 album of the year for Brian there. Not bad at all. Uh, Okay, not bad. That also did make my list. It's a little higher than Brian had Mm. had it. So it was not at number 10 for me uh, here. So, look, I'm with Brian, I thought we'll, we'll get into this more, but I thought this was a okay year. I don't think this was a great year for hip hop uh, in terms of albums. I thought it was just okay. Um, but going back in the last month or so and really listening to some stuff and then having some stuff like Chomp 2 that slid into my top 10, um, it has been interesting going to listen to some of this and seeing what really has a high amount of replay value. So for me, coming in at number 10 was an album I believe that was released in early November. Uh, it was by a person who was one fourth of the Slaughterhouse Gang, that is Joel Ortiz, with his album Autograph. Uh, I thought this was a solid listen from Joel Ortiz. Maybe not as good as some of his solos that he's had before, Uh Joan he had a couple years ago with Apollo Brown, but it was a really good, really good album um, with some really good lyrical flexing and some decent production. Hitmakers are on this, Apollo Brown is on this. So, good variety of production, pretty tight. Uh, like this from Joel Ortiz here, not bad. I encourage people to check it out. I don't think it's a great album by any means. Probably would give it about three and a half out of five, seven out of 10, somewhere in that range. But a really good listen by Ortiz, who's shown you, and I think showed you a lot on this album. He's become even lyrically sharper. There's a lot of introspection, a lot of reflection uh, about different times in life, and I think it's a really good listen. So definitely check that out if you can. That was my number 10 album for 2021, The Autograph by Joel Ortiz. All right, Brian, what you got next at number nine?
1: I did also like a Joel Ortiz album, and it was it was tough because it was in my 10 before, uh, and then it had to sort of get bumped out. Um, I really liked also Monday, which came out a couple of years ago, another yep. album that he had. Um, number nine, we're going to the UK. For this one, uh, gets Conflict of Interest. Okay, Getz, I did listen UK, to
0: this album. Okay. UK
1: Artist. Um, it, it was an album that I saw was highly rated, and uh, I went to go check it out. And spoiler alert, this is not the only UK album that is in my list. But uh, gets Conflict of Interest, um, track five through track 12 was a really strong run in particular. Uh, there's some back to back, like heartfelt stuff on there, one featuring uh, Ed Sheeran, 10,000 Tears. And then right after, it's Emily Sande on a song called Sonia. And I, you know, Emily Sande, she did one of my favorite features ever on a Tiny Tempa album many years ago. Oh, um, wow. The last song, Lil Bo Peep, uh, has a great verse from Dave, which I did mention in last week's episode when we were talking about uh, verse of the year and those sort of things. The intro song, Find Wine, uh, passes the fight test. As in, you know, something that you could come out to <laughs> in a fight or whatever the case may be. Usually when I when I hear an intro to an album, like I want I want some sort of energy or some deep introspection or like I want something to sort of capture me right away so that I could continue listening to it and just absolutely pass the test. Um, favorite song is probably a song named Dead to Me, which I thought was really good. There were a couple other joints on there as well uh, throughout the album. But I thought Conflict of Interest really strong. And uh I like Getz. I liked what he did. He got a good verse from Skepta also on a song called IC3. And you know, I, I really like, I really like that song too. I, I like Skepta, too. so you know I had to check that out also. But yeah, shout out to Getz number nine. Originally higher when uh I was first compiling this list, and then there was some rearranging, you know, I had to bump it down to nine, but I still think it was really strong. And when Gets drops
0: another album, I'll be there. All right, there you go. And Brian, and we Brian and I did talk about this, which is interesting. Brian does not have any ties, as if, if anybody knows. <laughs> the first time we did this, Ryan right? had multiple ties back when we only used to do five top five albums of the year. We did this, but I had a tie this year, coming in at number nine. Could not decide uh, where to go on, on with these, and it's two albums: um, one album from D Smoke, uh, War mm. and War and Wonders, and this, and also a part two of a series from Common. Uh, a Beautiful Revolution Part Two. Those were my uh, albums. There. Let me start off first with the D Smoke project. Um, I thought this was a solid project. Some really good songs that I loved. Uh, some really good features. BJ the Chicago Kid. Um, there's another. There's another song with Marsha Ambrosius that I think is absolutely fantastic on this record too. At the end, the album's a little bit weak in the middle uh, for me, but the beginning's really good. Song one of the standouts is a track called Dirty Mercedes. There's some really good production on this. I think D Smoke has put out two really good projects to start his career. Not his EPs that he had before, but these albums. I think he can use for some tightening on it, but the lyricism is sharp on this. Um, I think early in his career, there's a lot of comparisons to Kendrick, but there was a lot of introspection on this, I'm talking about how he's dealing with his place now as a rapper. Now that he has a little bit of fame and how he's been moving through that. I thought there was uh, some really good stuff on that in terms of that wish the project was a little bit tighter, but the standout tracks are really, really good on this album, and some of the production is really good as well, so I encourage everybody to check that out. A Beautiful Revolution Part 2 by Common. I think last year, I don't remember where I had Part 1. I think it was in my top four. I really liked it, loved the production on it, the live instrumentation. Common comes back with this. I do not think this is quite as good as the first one, um, but there are some really good tracks and features here including another track with Black Thought in Common, which Black Thought just does what Black Thought uh, does, as usual, that I encourage everybody um, to to check out. They had the song Say Peace on part one. PJ, R&B singer who's featured all over the first project, uh, is on this again and does an excellent job showcasing her vocals and chemistry um, with Common here. So I really, really encourage everybody to check this out. I think Common's made some really good Inspiring music, especially in the times that we have been in uh, with a lot of social unrest and talking about change and race. I think Common's really done well, and it's really the blend of his lyricism, as he is fantastic at, but along with the production. Uh, Standout tracks on here, Beautiful Chicago Kid, When We Move with Black Thought uh, on here as well, too. Uh, Imagine is another really great song on here, and then Get It Right uh the fi- final song before the outro to close this album all all really good if you like live instrumentation with hip-hop thoroughly say check this out but number nine for me ty war and wonders "The smoke a beautiful Revo- revolution excuse me not revelation part two by comic and at number eight
1: i am not going to spoil dexter's list but I will say that this is an album I know that he is higher than me, so I'm going uh, to let him talk about it more later on. Uh-huh. Uh, I was surprised that this fell to number eight for me. But look, I, I think the year was a little bit stronger than I thought. But still, at the same time, uh, you know, it's, in some ways we thought that it could have been better. But anyway, number eight, I thought it was a really good album. To Kill a Sunrise, Code of the Friend and Static Selecta, um, which... Maybe surprising to Dexter, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty certain he has a higher. To me, it was consistently good, good to very good Uh, at times. I I didn't revisit it as much as I thought, but like I did like a couple of songs a lot. Wolves, in particular, was one of my favorite songs of the year that I probably replayed a good amount. Um, Hate, The Love, Day Glow, or some others. And I like the first half like a good deal more than the second. So I found myself replaying more of the songs in the first half of the album. It's a nice and tight listen, also. Uh, there was nothing that I sort of ran across the room to skip, but there were a couple of joints that I didn't necessarily like. I would tend to skip and not really play often at all, which will probably be a theme as we go forward on this list. But yeah, number eight, Code of the Friend, Static Selector, some good you know underground if you're into that sound some good underground hip-hop not like the rock marciano underground but like (laughs) you know like that's a different sort of that's a different sort of like that's the match homie bag this is a little bit different than that but if you like code of the friend if you like static selective production you know it's a nice solid listen and i do think it's something that to me i think they can do a better part two of right like i think that there's sort of more to explore here um, I would like to see them go a little bit deeper with the, with uh, with certain things. Um, so I'm hoping that they come back with a part two, maybe next year if 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 the time allows for it. So yeah.
0: Okay, Brian's right. I will talk more about this later. I did have it <laughs> yeah. higher than Brian did um, on his list uh, there, but my number eight um, is a album that Brian has already spoken about, and Ooh. that would be yeah, it's an album. It's an album you already talked about. That would be Chomp Two by Russ. Um, I'm, su- I'm a little surprised you had it as high as eight. Yeah, I had it as high as i I'm eight. surprised
1: you had it higher than I did.
0: Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I liked it. I really enjoyed the album. Because you typically of- don't like guest-heavy albums, you know what yeah, I mean? But yeah, they, but they work. And it, The album feels like a compilation. I think I said this mm-hmm. to you before. It feels yeah. that way. But the production's really good. He got some really good producers on here. Uh, Jake One, Ninth Wonder, DJ Premier, Static Selector. Uh, is on here. High tech is on here uh, with a verse from the game that's really good. There's the features are really good. It's a lyrical flexing album. It's almost in a way, and this was the album I had really highly rated a couple of years ago. It's almost in a way you look at like Prime when it came out. Um, you know, back in, in 2014, um, that was something's really good, really lyrical flexing, but the production's good. It's a really tight listen. Um, I, I think Russ, you know, it would be nice to see him do more with themes, but I thought he did well. In terms of rapping all over this uh, various production. I think that I would like to see him do a little bit more uh, overall, as I said, with thematically, but the guests were good. Everybody worked. I didn't think anything was out of place. Uh Hit Boy, also another producer on this album. I forgot to mention as well, too. Brian says, Brian knows I don't like things that are very feature heavy, but I think for what it is, it was very good and it was very well executed. You know, it's a really good listen. It's solid. I'd probably say it's like, you know, seven and a half, eight out of ten. Um, in that range. And I think it's a really good listen. So if you like some lyrical flexing, you like some good production, some of the producers I mentioned, I highly recommend that you check out Chomp 2 by Russ. I thought Chomp 1, which was an EP that dropped very late last year as well, also was pretty good uh, too. Uh, I think Brian actually is one who encouraged me to check that out uh, last year. Chomp Chomp 1 was good. (laughs) That was in my honorable mentions for uh, EP EP, of the year last year. So yeah, no. I, I I liked what Russ did here and he uh he came in at number eight. I thought it was a little bit stronger than some of the albums that I had underneath it. Yeah, we're getting to the
1: really good part. This is this is the exciting part for me of the list. Oh, like God. now we're getting we're getting to it, right? All right, let's let's <laughs> let's move it along. Number seven. Number seven, I have title the creator. Call me if you get lost. Um, you know
0: what's funny, man? Yeah, I, you know what's funny? I I this is an album I had to listen to, and I never got to. I just never got around to it okay unfortunately it's good. i you know and I, I heard good things and I just never got around to it and it's one of these <laughs> things like I'm mad I kind of it was on my list, and I must have forgot to go back, but go ahead
1: i like I'll say this it's it's super boom bappy, which I love I like um, that you know like it's it's a totally different vibe from his last two albums, and I'm gonna talk a little bit about that here, but like I only have. I mean, I don't have many skips, but I do have a few. And that's sort of why it falls down to seven. DJ Drama is all over this, which, you know, that's a nice little throwback for me, you know, sort of to that. It's another one of these albums, kind of like Chomp 2, where it sounds like a mixtape sort of deal, right? Um, It's just good, solid rap. I think it's better than Russ's album. Uh, For me, I also call this the Dat Piff album of the year. So I'm giving it that award because that's what it sort of takes me back to. Different sounds from Igor and Flower Boy but uh um, you know he has three very good albums in a row corso which is one of my favorite just pure rap songs of the year uh lumberjack manifesto featuring domo genesis which samples the same beat as nazareth savage on street disciple by knots um from many wow. years ago yeah it's a very and it's a good flip it's a very good flip but um you know it's more more skips than even some of the previous albums that i mentioned but the replayable songs on this album are very replayable, and that high slugging percentage, like, was good enough for me to bump it to seven in this instance.
0: Okay, not bad. I'm gonna have to check that one out because I did not, I did not check it out. Um, but i had heard, I'd heard some good things, which you know makes me makes me want to go check it out. And the fact that you thought it was even better than Russ's album, even though it had a compilation feel as well too, yeah, um, for sure. Tyler's on a good run, man. Tyler's on I give him yeah. props.
1: Like he he's on a good run. I think this album is even nominated for a Grammy for what that's worth. I, mean, I
0: think it was. That's that's not everything, there. but
1: you know, I think I think it's him. I think Nas is there, and I think uh, J. Cole is there and a couple others. I'm forgetting. But okay. you know,
0: go for Tyler. All right. We're moving along. Number seven. Um, number seven for me, it's funny. I, you know, Tyler's kinda got some fame, but I'm kinda go-I guess this would be this will be on the underground scene. This is also as uh Ryan said, this is not the rock marciano, Makami vein of rappers in that. But this is an underground rapper uh, from L.A. Uh, that I he had put out a project earlier this year. And I thought this guy's had an interesting career because it started off with a spark. Not to say that he turned garbage, not going to that. But he started off with a spark, and I feel like his albums have been kind of mediocre. He put out an album last year that was pretty long, that didn't crack my top 10. But it's the artist Blue, rapper Blue. Uh, out of LA he dropped an album this year The Color Blue which came in for me at number 7. Now, here's with this album I actually think is probably his best work since Below the Heavens which I believe came out in 2007 with Blue and Exile. Fantastic album. This is probably his best work. It was really focused and if you look at the name it's called The Color Blue which is the artist name BLU but E is in a parentheses. Um, and this whole album every song involves the word blue. Um, and it's, 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 it's about different emotions and feelings and different things. It's a really quick listen. It's 11 tracks, 43 minutes. Now, some of the stuff about him constantly using the word blue can become repetitive on certain songs. However, the execution of different concepts um, and ar- around the word blue and feelings and emotions Do work really well. The rapping's at a very high level. It is very boom bap heavy. Um, It's very soul sample heavy in terms of the production on here. But I like it. It's a tight listen. I've gone back to it um, a few times, and I think it's something like I said. The blue use of blue can become a bit repetitive in the theme, but I do think it's executed extremely well on certain songs, especially as uh, you ain't never seen blue because the sky is blue. Uh, Blue World, which closes the song. was a fantastic album. Uh, Mr. Blue. There's some really good songs on here uh, where he really gets into different subjects. Even We Are Darker Than Blue, talking about skin tones and things that Black people, particularly those of a darker hue face, it's really interesting on here. So yeah, Blue, I think a really good project. And it was nice to see him have something that was tighter, in my opinion, a lot more focused than we've seen from him in recent years. So, yeah, number seven for me, Blue, The Color Blue, my number seven hip-hop album of the year. I did like that album. I just,
1: I don't know. For me, it just it just didn't really hit, uh, I guess, in the same way, so to speak.
0: Yeah, I can see how that album, it's good, but I can also see how it's tough for people to go back to it consistently, yeah. if I'm being fair about it. like It's not one of those things I think that you want to constantly go back to, but it's a great album to throw on when you want to, I think, around. You know what it is? And this is not even any shade to the album. It's a great cleaning album, right? <laughs> not that it's just like annoying black. Man. So no, so, like...
1: so if you don't clean a lot, you don't.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, it, no, but, and sonically it's good because it's, it's, it, when I say that, I mean, sonically it's kind of mellow. If you kind of want something chill to clean to with some good lyrics and background and some substance, you know, well, you're not, you know, because sometimes you want to clean something up tempo. It just really depends yeah. on your vibe. If you're looking for a more mellow album, jazz, soul samples with some good rapping, this is it for you. I don't think it's amazing thematically, but I think it's solid, and I think lyricism from Blue, who's a really great lyricist, is good on here. But yeah, I can understand why it might be tough for some people to go back to. You you know we clean
1: the salsa over here. You know what I'm saying? Salsa, maybe salsa. some Latin trap also. Yeah, I, man, I
0: was I was trying to say nothing stereotypical. Yeah, you want this Latin trap now? I can only salsa. imagine. I can only imagine how you look when you clean the house. <laughs> Sheesh getting distracted every few seconds, yes, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. Yes, I see this.
1: Yes. Um, you know, mopping could be therapeutic though. Um, it can be. I'll say that. But particularly on a Saturday. All right, number 6. I bet Dexter, I badly wanted to put this album in my top 5. I really like I, I tried. It. Okay. I tried, but I just <clears throat> I just couldn't get there. You know what I mean? Cuz the top 5 is very strong. I will say that, but in at number 6. All right, so you remember I talked mm-hmm. about Mike Towers' album, how it was like Mike, and it was basketball themed, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This album is also basketball themed.
0: Ah, uh, okay,
1: I know and, what this is. Yes, and it's called "Flu Game" by AJ Tracy, also from the UK. And it was an album that I, I, I. This was to all the albums here, other than maybe the Rust one. It was one of the ones that surprised me a lot. I really like AJ Tracy. This is,
0: this is, this is going to be interesting. My, my, this is interesting. Okay. This is very interesting. So so
1: I only have three skips. Only one is egregious. Like only one is uh, a cleaning skip as we call it up here. Um, Which to me, that's a great percentage. It's 13 of the 16 songs I really like. Nav is a bland artist, but he gave AJ a great feature here on a song named Cool Coach, which is one of my most played songs of the year and my most played song here track four tracks four through 13 is a nice solid and for me a skipless run like i i could play through that whole thing and like i'm i'm just gonna have a good time a lot of fun songs a lot of bops moments of introspection also a little more love was i think one of the lead singles and that song is great um short nice and sweet but has like a cool message in it also perfect storm in particular also is another one West 10 is like a very different sounding experimental but dope record that closes out the album, which I like. I thought was pretty cool. Took a chance on that one. Um, A lot of well-done flips of R&B songs and R&B lyrics and things of that nature. Kaylani has a good feature on here. She flips uh, Independent Woman Part 1 on a song called Coop. And then uh, T-Pain is also on a song called Summertime Shootout, and he gives a very good feature as well. Standouts here, Coop Coach, Eurostep. Uh, a little more love, top dog, and perfect storm. AJ Tracy in at number six, almost at number five, uh, in my album of the year category with Flu Game.
0: So what's funny is like this is kind of like uh, what I think Blue Blue's album is. From Brian, <laughs> I listen. I, Brian told me to listen to this, and I I, I remember this because I was listening to the album, and I got stuck in some traffic, and it just didn't grab me, man. There was a couple songs. The um. The one with Nat Knife, I really did like, and I like that verse. I think I texted you. Kuka, cool, cool. woo, yeah, oh, woo, that shit is hard, yeah. son. And I love, that's... I love London drill. All right, <laughs> I, yeah, I the album, and it's funny because like we, we have we one thing you see with us, and we've talked about this on this podcast. We have some UK rap, which we've given love to over the past couple of years, and it's gonna be heavy in both of our lists this year. I this was one that just did not hit for me in that in that I way. Can see that. I and I that. just was like it wasn't bad or anything. It just was like okay, it probably will be in my honorable mentions list. I thought it was good enough for that. Like it's not but it just didn't but it's, probably, it's exactly what Brian said about the blue, which I can kind of see, and I just it didn't hit for me in that way. But where I do have commonality with Brian in terms of number 6 is this is the album I wanted to put in number 5 for me. Um I think it's a really good album. I kind of feel bad about putting it at number 6. Um, because I think it's a really solid album. But when I, I the the disparities between probably three and six or two and six in my list, it's really so tight. I mean, we're splitting hairs. This if is You split, put what I
1: think you're gonna put. This play. is splitting
0: hairs here. And I well, I know what Brian thinks I'm gonna put, but it's not what he what I'm going to put. I know what he thinks it's gonna be. Really? But it's not it's not that. Yes. Yes, it's say anything because it I might be on your list later. <laughs> For me, number six uh is all the brilliant things Sky Zoo.
1: Oh friend wow!
0: Of po- friend of the what? podcast, <laughs> friend of the podcast, holy uh, shit! Friend of the show, um, really like this album. I can make the argument that this is the best concept album that came out this year. This is the shocker of the of the <laughs> of the show so far. This at only this, number six. This wow. only at only at number six. Wow. Um, I think I, as much as I like this album, I really do. It's a fantastic album. Talking about gentrification and the impacts of it, and I think Sky, we knew we, he came on the podcast well before he was just in the early stages of recording this and talked to this, talked to us about this concept, and we were so intrigued about it. Um, and I think he hit it, you know, really well. There's a couple of things I could skip on this album um, that I was not necessarily songs I weren't necessarily in love with, but overall, I do really like the project. I think there's a lot of good stand, standouts here on this project. Obviously, the lead single "Bed is burning. Uh, absolutely fantastic. Um, I enjoy it. I was supposed to be a trap rap- rapper. The Scrimmage, culture-ish, fantastic song. Uh, Bodega Flowers, which blew up through via uh, TikTok fame. St. James Liquors. There's a lot of good stuff where Sky is just so talented at painting a picture of what things are and what they are, but also weaving in the impacts of how things are in the neighborhood. And we talked to him about this album on an episode you can go back and listen to earlier this year if you want to check it out. This was tough for me because I really liked the album. As usual, sonically, I always like a lot of Sky's albums because like him, we we both have a love of jazz and this very much influenced on this album, um, as is the case with a lot of Sky albums. So yeah, I know Brian's shocked. I think there's a great argument that this could have been top four, but I I edged other things out that I kept coming back to a little bit more. I'm sorry, Sky. You know you my God, but He's, he's at six. All the brilliant things, Sky Zoo. There you go.
1: Because of the concept, uh, that, Sky was my Artist of the Year. We're gonna get to that album later on my list. Uh, so Sky, I got you. Don't worry about it. Um, in at number five. Oh my God, I wanted to put this album higher. I just
0: couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. Dex, which <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. I think I now. I feel like I kind of know where you might. It's two. It's two. It's one of two that i know you might be on here but i'm not a hundred percent sure yeah i have a couple possibilities here but the, the, i'm not a hundred percent sure i i did not but get... I, think, I have a feeling we might have the same number five i have this feeling that we actually <laughs> might have the same number five but go so ahead. keep the camera on us so camera's on each Backpack Broadcasting patron receives exclusive perks. Your support helps Backpack Broadcasting create more of the original content that you love. Visit Backpack Broadcasting's Patreon page and become a patron today.
1: All right. <laughs> I, want, I, I, I didn't think I was going to put four ahead of five in the way that I did. I thought that I was gonna have those two albums flipped. But in a number five, and I love this artist. This is one of my fucking favorite artists. I think we have the same number five. I think we have the same number five. Number five on my list for album of the year. It's Lil Sims Sometimes I might be introverted. Also, Dex my, also, is nodding my his head.
0: <laughs> also my number five. Also, so my gonna, number five. We're gonna this, get this into was this tough, tag team this style was tough for me too. <laughs> this was tough for me too. It was tough to. It was tough to put over even Scott. Like it was. It was so tough. I think the albums were so close. It was really tough for me. But yeah.
1: Like I entertained putting four. I mean, originally I had four and five flipped, and I flipped them recently. Yeah, and I entertained having it the other way, where Lil Sims' album is four, and the album I have at four is five, which I'll get to. I even entertained AJ Tracy going ahead of this because it's tighter, wow. which just isn't as good. Um, yeah, I really like that AJ Tracy album. Um, <clears throat> so Lil Sims' album, one, I look, I still really like it. It's one of my favorite albums this year. Um, Lil Sims is one of my favorite artists. One of my top seven, eight favorite artists right now, probably. like They put something out. I'm running to it right away. I don't think this is as good as the gray area, which Agreed. I had as my second Agreed. album of the year two years ago, uh, after Bandana by Freddie Gibbs and Madlib. Um, I think gray area is just tighter and a little bit better. Uh, I didn't know where this would be necessarily, but I, I knew it was going to be great. Dexter, the skits. Yep. <laughs> if not for the skips this would be in my top two or three okay if not for the skips this would be in my top two or three i think it would definitely be at least third probably third i would probably say third with confidence and it's not just the skips but it's a skits rather but it's also where they are track one track one six minutes long ends with a skip a uh, skip i keep saying a skit with a t ends with a skit uh-huh. one minute long tracks five Seven, which is almost three minutes long, eleven, almost three minutes long, fourteen and seventeen, almost three minutes long, are all skits. That's five skits plus six if you count the intro one that I told you, or uh, the one at the end of the intro. Um, that's a lot. Okay, like I just that's that's college dropout late registration territory. Yes. Um, yes. you know what I mean? Where I just wish it were tighter. The first four tracks are an exceptional start. Um, I really don't prefer long intros and albums i kind of like you know two minutes a minute and a half two and a half minutes whatever just like get me you know get me going get me wanting to continue the intro is six minutes but goddamn introvert is great it's one of the my favorite my favorite songs on the album i just wish it didn't have a skit at the end and then you know, the middle strong. I feel like it's a bit weaker toward the end, decks. I don't know if you're with me on that, this album. Yeah, I feel like it's a bit weaker toward the end. And my standouts, before I toss it to you real, real quick, mm-hmm. a lot of them are in the beginning. Introvert, Woman, I Love You, I Hate You, Rolling Stone, uh, and Speed. Speed and Rolling Stone sound like gray area songs, by the way. But yeah, I love this album. I really wanted to put it higher. And I think if not for the skits, which I don't think are necessary to sort of tell the story and have the cinematic approach to the album that she wanted... I think this could have been in my top two or three. But some people disagree, and they still have it as, you
0: know, higher than we do. So, the, Look, I, I've failed with the gray area. I, I, I slept on that <laughs> album. I missed. I just got an album this summer, which I agree with Brian is a better album than this album. And Little Sims right now is one of the best rappers in the world, period. Period. Okay? Period. Yes. She's one of the best rappers in the world. There's no doubt about this. Um, I like this album. I really do. I'm with Brian on this 100%. If people know me, a couple things I like. Like my album's tighter. Like my albums with less skits or interludes. Interludes are what we're really talking about here with this album. Brian mentioned all the songs. and There are great songs on this album. Fantastic songs on this album. Introvert to kick it off, as I said. Woman, which is a fantastically really good infectious song with UK R&B singer Cleo Soul, which if people haven't checked out her music, please do. Really good. Dropped another good album this year with probably in contend- contention for my non-hip-hop album of the year called Mother. Really good. Um, I Love You, I Hate You, another fantastic song. Um, in which she talks about like her dad who is not around, which is really good. Um, I do agree that the end of the album becomes a little bit weaker. And I think one of the things is the interludes here, why they don't work, is they break up a lot of the good energy and flow that you had with this album yeah. you know, you're having this kind of good engine, and then here comes this interlude that you're like oh this kind of doesn't fit it's and that's where point. interludes that's where interludes can really hurt i think you would maybe feel a little bit better about the end of the album because in my opinion there are really two good songs at the end of this album well three actually in fear no man how did you get here and misunderstood all those songs are absolutely fantastic but what comes between fear no man and how did you get here And interlude. And I'm sorry, Lil' Sims, I love what you did here in terms of rapping and the song making. The interludes just didn't really work for me. Um, And I think that's why it's lower. But it sucks because the songs are so good. Long interludes too. Yeah, it really sucks because the songs are so good and they're long interludes. And she kind of is going with this, this, almost like this fairy tale theme of coming to enlightenment around there and finding happiness throughout the struggles that we have while she's expressing herself. And I get all that, and I really like this album, but I do think it suffers from the interludes and the length, and I just really wish she had tightened it up and I hope little Sims, whatever she works on next because she's one of the most talented rappers there is out there, and I hope that it's a little bit tighter, like the gray area. I'm not saying I want it to sound like the gray area, I'm not saying I want another gray area. I just hope that it's a little bit tighter, but the one thing she's excellent at is the song making, and the song making does not suffer at all in this album it is absolutely fantastic, and so while we're saying this is here at number five what we're saying is man it could have been so much higher there's actually a world in which you take these off and we're probably talking about this is one or two that did not happen here but still a fantastic album for people a really good album to listen to um and i encourage you to go back and check her other work
1: yeah absolutely and remember her ep of the year last year drop six was my ep of the year her ep of 2020 um yeah, and I just want to say another thing, right? Like, it's also just not the the interludes, but it's also the length. And I think you made an excellent point about it taking away from sort of the flow or whatever. It's very hard to execute an album with interludes. This is why I don't recommend <laughs> that people do it uh, at least so often. Like, I, I don't have a lot of memorable skits in my life, right? There's some. On, there's a few on Capital Punishment, Big Puns album. There's one on Denzel Curry's album, Zoo, called Yo! Which uh, I've talked about on here, and it's only a minute long, by the way. So it's not something that takes away from the flow of the album.
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting. I think with skits, also, too, you got to look at, like, as you get older and you listen to albums as a hip hop fan, do you even care to go back and listen to them? And as I always say, does it pass the cleaning test? There's some skits where I'm like, nope, I'm not trying to hear that. Most right skits, now. most skits, I'm most just skits, running I agree. Over, yeah. Yeah, mo- but the ones that fit great into the flow of the album, like you see on a Miseducation, Education, Lauren Hell. Or Good Kid, Man City, or To Pimp a Butterfly. Mm. Those are really only the three I can name, but it—I don't—I won't go skip anything because I'm totally fine listening to them in the flow of the album because they're part of the story. It's very rare, but Section you know, 80 also.
1: Section 80. Section 80. Also. That's yeah. another
0: one. Kendrick's usually good at that with these skits and understanding how they fit into the flow of the album where they work. But yes, okay. Moving on. Number. number we both had the same at number five. Yeah. What you have for number four? I wonder if we'll have the same number four. Actually, I wonder.
1: I, I think there's you know, a chance because there's a couple albums that like we haven't mentioned yet that we know they're gonna start. You know that they're gonna start I, coming. I think there's a chance. Let's see. So number four is I think this artist's second best solo album, probably their
0: third or fourth best project because they've had a couple. not of really okay. Good, I, I know where you're going. Not my really good not mix my number four. You have this higher, maybe. Okay. I have this higher. Yep. Okay, so this
1: number four for me was. The offseason by J. Cole, who returned this year with the solo project, Um, I think, and like a lot of other people think, I think there's a sentiment that a lot of people would agree with, uh, his second best solo album after Forest Hills Drive. Um, I think his third or fourth best project because the warm up is one of the best, I think one of the best mixtapes ever. It's in that conversation. Then you also have Friday Night Lights, which a lot of people love. Um, I have one skip, Dex. Like one egregious run across the room, does not pass the cleaning test, skip. skip. Yeah, I, I know what song it is for you, too.
0: Do you? Which one? I think it's 100 mil. Yeah, that's, it's 100 that, mil. That's your song. Yeah. That's my zone
1: out from this album. Yes. I, I, can't, I can't stand that record.
0: Like, I just can't <laughs> play it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, not, it's not run across <laughs> for me, but it's my least favorite on the album, too. Yeah, I, I just can't.
1: I just, it's, it's, it's one of my least favorite J. Cole songs that I've heard in a minute. Um, I just don't. But otherwise, look, consistently good, and there are great, great moments on this album in the off season. it was great to hear and like it wasn't it didn't have you know a theme in the way that some of his other albums did like obviously there were moments of introspection and things of that nature uh but there was a lot of also flexing and uh, as well and even some mixtape vibes like we heard cameron intro him on the very first song um the first five tracks by the way one of my favorite five track runs probably of any album this year i thought before it gets to, before it gets to 100 mil It starts off really strong, really strong. Um, So I will get to the standouts. Amari. Amari is one of my most played songs of the year. I abuse my speakers through my laptop, my (laughs) headphones, like with this song. I fucking love Amari so much. Uh, The Climb Back, which we talked about last year because it came out last year, I think, on the Lewis Street EP. Yep. That I thought was one of the best songs that came out last year. And I was glad to see that one here because I thought it was the better song on the Lewis Street EP. Um, Punching the Clock. I mean, look. Love that song. Love, old school. Love. One of my favorite songs. Old school boom bappy vibes. Applying Pressure, by the way, I didn't put it as my, as one of my top five standouts in here, but it's right there also because I love... See, and that's the thing about those first five tracks. Like, they all blend into each other so well. I thought he yeah, did a I great agree. job of that. Uh, Pride is the Devil is another one. I I saw that that was a favorite for a lot of people, Um, which, you know, I could sort of uh, get down with. And then Close. I thought "Close" was great. "Close" is one of my favorite songs on here. Also, is that the song, by the way that that uh, we heard that it's sort of it's sort of uh, reminiscent of like "Stay" with Nas. Like they have some yeah. sort of relationship yeah. between the
0: two. Yeah, yeah. The, I can see it's kind of like so, it's kind of like the same in in the way of the use of one word throughout the song. And so yeah, it's I think like
1: I read that. that he got inspired from "Stay" and made "Close," right? Yeah, like which was- which J. Cole actually had the beat for "Stay" before Nas did. Yeah, and I has, think I read that. I could yeah. be wrong, but mm-hmm. but anyway, four off season. J Cole, um, look, and really could have been three, and could have so, been five.
0: <laughs> so now, yeah, and now I'm wondering if you and I have a flip flop of our fours and threes, and that's what I think may have happened here. Huh. Um, and we'll see now because I'm going to give you my four. My four was uh, Kings Disease too. By ah. My <laughs> four was that your three? Yeah. Okay, so... King's Disease we, 2 is my number three. We'll get to it in a second. All two right, two so... so, so and, and Cold Off Season is my number three. Okay, so... So there's, a flip. The, so there's the flip. So we, we can talk... Flip-flopped we flip-flopped King's Disease in the off season, okay. Yeah, we did. So, King's Disease 2, which I'm not going to belabor on too much because we talked about this in a whole podcast, but a really good album from Nas, the follow-up to King's Disease 1 last year, production all handled by Hip Boy. Uh, a really good listen. And I just, you know, this was one of these things, Brian and I, we did this. We we're like, let's go back and listen to some of these albums this year. I just went back and listened to it the other day. And I was like, man, this is such a really good listen and a fun listen and one that makes you happy because, you know, people have this insane idea about, oh, rappers get older. They might lose it. They're not in touch with the production. And Hip Boy Nod just makes such a fun album and Nod still sounds great. You heard in the previous episode uh, Brian talks about Death Row East, which is a song I absolutely love with the production. 40 Side on some Dark Trap stuff with Nas is just absolutely killing it. Rare, the lead single on here, a really good song. But my favorite part of the album is one thing I love about this album. And this is the thing with this album I've come to over and over and over again. As many times I play this album, and I just go to these three songs Seven to Nine, Store Run Moments Nobody. I'm not sure on any rap album this year. And I got to really think about it. There's a better three song run. We talked about the five song run for J. Cole to start, but all three of these songs are just so good. And then Nobody, where Lauren Hill comes in with what is one of the best guest verses of the year on this. I think the album's a little bit weaker towards the end, but a really good project. I give about an eight out of 10 here. Really love what Nas did and Hit Boy did um, here. So, like, yeah, salute to them. Now, since. We have King's disease Two. I have it at number four, and Brian has. Uh, Brian, we know he has off season number three. I will just harp a little bit and talk about off, season, off season number four. Off season number four. Excuse you me. You have
1: off season number three. I have King's disease number three.
0: So we're right. flip-flopping here. <laughs> we're flip. We're flip flopping here. Um, I'm going to just go and talk a little bit about. For, I'm just jumping ahead for me sure. for three with the off season, and then we come back to it uh, for Brian um, as well too. The offseason, I agree with some of the stuff Brian said here. As uh, many people calling this J. Cole's second best project, album, whatever you want to say, I would agree with that. I think this is a, you know, J. Cole just went and had fun with this. I think Lyrical Flex, I think one of the strengths for him on this album was the fact that he worked with a variety of different producers. I know people have criticized Cole for that in the past, but I thought he found producers that worked with him. Brian talked about Amari, I think a great melodic song, incredibly infectious. Love that song. Probably easily one of my most played songs of the year. Shout out to Timbaland on the production. Timbo's King still got it. Yes. Uh, Right there. There's a good variety of producers. There's a lot of good standout tracks. Cole is rapping very aggressive on this project, especially in the beginning of the album, Punching the Clock, one of my favorite tracks on the album. Fantastic use of the Damian Lillard interview with Chris Haynes. Uh, Beautiful. I'm
1: glad you pointed that out. because I See? That's an interlude in a song that is
0: perfectly utilized. Yeah, it's right? perfectly it's perfectly <laughs> utilized. It's just motivating. I love listening to that song right before I'm about to start a workout. Shit, yes, I you love. You know what I'm here for? To, for yeah, <laughs> which is the name of one of my fantasy teams this year. I love listening to this. <laughs> I love listening to. <laughs> <you're> like, <laughs> That's I'm great. I'm glad you like it. <laughs> I'm glad you like that. No, seriously, you know what I'm here for? It's one of my fa- fantasy basketball team names this year. I love listening to it before I do anything. It's very motivating. Brian, you talked about some of the other standout tracks. Obviously, The Climb Back, which was just a uh, straight lyrical flex and masterclass by Cole on this. It's a really good album, really tight listen, um, and I, I think it's one of Cole's best projects. It's not a, gr- a great theme to the album other than, yo, I could still really rap. Like That's kind of really the focus of, of it here, but I really like Cole's off-season. I had it at number three. But now we'll go to uh, Brian, because you had King's disease at number three. You had it a little bit higher than I did, and then we can get into the top two. So why did you have King's disease two at number three?
1: And to add to the offseason real quick, I do think one, not theme necessarily, but thinking is because we know the fall off is supposed to be after, and the offseason just comes off to me like, yo, I'm just working on my game. I'm just like out here just showing y'all that I still got it and that I'm still here and I'm still that dude. That's sort of what the I guess, theme is to me for whatever yeah. that's worth. Yeah. So that's, that's I, sort of what I take it as. Kings of Z's 2, no, I do not have it at number one this year. I have it at number three. Um, between both Kings of Z's decks, because the first one came out last year, we both had it at album of the year. Yep. This year, you have two at uh, number four, and I have it at three. I have zero cleaning skips between both Kings of Z's albums which tells you the sort of run that Nas is on with these back-to-back albums. I do have a couple of skips. They're not run-across-the-room skips, though. Skip now I'm getting skits and skips mixed up. With <laughs> great, great for podcast listeners. I'm sorry, I'm trying here. Um, no, uh, no Phony Love with Charlie Wilson and Brunch on Sundays are the two that I usually skip. And I don't think those songs are egregious skips or anything like that. I just... I I think that those could have been like Lucy's, you know, just fun Lucy's or whatever. And I could see where they fit in the album, like structurally. But I do think that those and they're back to back also. So I just usually just breeze ahead from like straight from track nine to 12 or 10 to 13 or 11 to 14 or whatever it is at that point. Uh, but the album I could play the whole way through, which, you know, I can't say the same about all the albums on this list. So that's an important factor as to why I have it so high. None of the albums like this uh, sort of reflect that in that way. It's a hair below King's Disease 1, in my opinion, even though I think the production is probably a little bit better. Um, I think Nas is lyrically better on part one, uh, though I think he's still great on, on here. Uh, I think King's Disease 1 is a little bit tighter. It sticks to the theme of King's Disease more. It sticks to a theme more. I think that's overall just better. But King's Disease 2, you could argue, and I probably would, it has higher highs than King's Disease 1, where King's Disease is more consistently at its area kd2 this year i think has higher highs i think death row east is the best song between both albums i think Lawrence hill's verse on nobody is probably as good as anything on king's disease one i think Nas's verse on death row east you could say the same thing there uh in comparison to everything on king's disease one for the most part and uh i thought but i thought it was great i think both albums are great they're at least eight out of ten i'd probably say they're probably in the 8.5 range out of ten at this point, um, and there are two. I, I i don't even know if I would say they're two of Nas's better albums because he has a lot of really good albums. I would say these are two middle of the road albums, but if that's middle of the road albums, uh, middle,
0: middle of the road for Nas,
1: yeah, middle of the road albums for Nas, you're talking about like maybe the best hip hop discography ever. So, like, what's sort of the bad that's that's like talking about, uh, you know, an average Jordan season, like, what is that really, right? Or an average LeBron season, what is that really when you're talking about middle of the road in terms of like the artists who are goat level my standouts here death row east which i said was my hip-hop song of the year pressure which actually is the intro before death row east and a great amazing one too to start the album by the way like i was in. um and then this run back to back to back and you're with me on this because we talk about this store run moments yeah. and nobody yeah, yeah, it's as good as anything this year that came I out agree. of hip hop. As far as back to back to back songs, and I love that Nas has so much respect for Lauren Hill that clearly the message was gotten across. Lauren, do your thing, and Nas didn't even have a super long verse. He has a good verse in that song, by the way. Nobody, right. He Just let Lauren just do, just get shit off her chest, and it was awesome. And then I thought Nas is good was a great ending to a great album.
0: Nah, it, nah, abs- abs- absolutely, absolutely um nah fantastic all right I think I know what your number two is or one I'm not really sure I I, I have a feeling um <laughs> go go ahead give me your number two what's your number two yeah we're tossing get back to me that's right all
1: right number two all the brilliant things I thought so I thought, so.
0: <laughs> I, thought I, I thought it would be and I think and I know now I know we both have the same number one wow so we'll, we'll
1: Two straight years, the same number one for yeah. Well, yep. and the people don't even know what we're talking about, right?
0: Yeah, because they're I, like, I don't think so.
1: Which rapper did you know? Was is it a is it is it is it
0: Conway? Is it West Side Gun? They have no idea. No, they have no idea. you know we, me if you know me, you know. If we're, we're on the same you know page, me, with number one, yeah. I feel like
1: and I'm gonna thank you when we get to that point. But number two for me is all not some, all the brilliant things by Sky Zoo. This is great, Sky Zoo. For people listening, uh, if you've listened to the show, you know he's been on the show several times. We're going to have him back at some point. He as is as consistent as it gets in music, period, full stop. This album for me, no egregious skips, nothing that I really skip on the regular basis. Also, best concept probably out of anything here. Um, you know, My number one album may have something to say about that. But in terms of really sticking to a theme, this album did that as good as anything that I heard this year. And Sky Zoo, when he has a theme, he's one of the best at sticking to it, right? Like, you know, we talked about that with other projects that he's had, um, you know, recently. And it just really feels like an outstanding, underrated album that a lot of people should go listen to. The second half of the album is exceptional. The second half is really what pushes it over the top for me and has me putting it in my top two. It has great features from a lot of people, namely BJ the Chicago Kid, Raheem Devon, Black Soul, Al Scratch, Al Scratch who we haven't heard from in a long time. And he even did the whole come around my way shit. Um, you know, it was awesome. And uh, the standouts for me here, there are a bunch of uh, free jewelry, which samples the official by J lib, uh, which probably samples, you know, something else, but they use the same sample. Um, there are a lot of actually like really like good samples and you know, that's, but Sky guy is always someone who has like a great ear for beats and that's great production. Bodega Flowers, as you mentioned, uh, which you know blew up on TikTok a little bit. That was a standout song for me. Culture ish, which is one of my favorites this year. die is burning, one of my favorite songs this year. Probably my favorite song on this album. And uh, Soft Eyes, I thought was one of my favorite songs to finish an album this year. So, Sky who did it again, man. Like usually when he drops an LP, he'll probably find you know a spot in my top ten somewhere. And I can only say that of maybe about a couple other people, but.
0: You know, great. Is great. He's the last couple times he's been he's been there for sure. And this man was considering retiring, but glad we're glad that yeah. he's not. So we I, can't I, wait. To... I
1: think I think I don't know. Like, do you,
0: I probably have this as his third
1: best album or something along those lines? I'm um, trying to think of where I have. It.
0: I do not think this is better than all the brilliant things. I do not think it's better than. You don't think it's better than all the brilliant things? What do you mean? No. Oh no! Sorry, I just <laughs> <laughs> call it myself. Um. I'm confusing it with his album that dropped the first, uh, the f- I don't know why the name has escaped me right now. but Music for first- My Friends? No, not Music for My Friends. The one after that. Um, God, I'm having a brain fart here on, on, on this. This is the one when he first came on our podcast, he had just dropped this album. Um, oh, that's his best album. Uh, in a, celebration, in celebration of us. Of us. Sorry, I couldn't remember the name of it. In that's celebration his be, of. That's his best album. I like, I like in celebration of us, and I love his <laughs> album with Apollo Brown, The Easy Truth. Uh, those are my two favorites. Uh, so yeah, I think this is probably third. I put this right behind there. I also really like the Salvation because I think that yeah. might
1: have been my first experience with him or live from the tape deck. But look, I mean, look, his top five. I'll put it up against most people. I'll tell you. Yeah, that right it's, now.
0: it's 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 strong. It's strong. All right. My number two was an album that Brian had a lot lower, and I think he's tripping on this, but I don't get mad about it Really? <laughs> uh, I, I, it is. Uh, oh, oh, this, oh, I know what it is. This, right uh, this album, for me, um, I love. To Kill a Sunrise, Code of the Friends, Static selector. Yeah. Um, I love this album. I love the production of it. Uh, I, we've seen some places where some people call it boring. But I think this speaks to a lot of my production. I like it sonically. I think it's very uplifting and positive. I love the message behind the album. I think, you know, our friend Gerard Hector always says there's some albums that just hit you at a certain time and point in your life where you are that just might mean a little bit more. And I think this album meant a lot to me about where I was and some things that was going on in my life that was just very affirmative, very uplifting to things that I needed, Um, especially this year. I think it's an album I will always think about uh, in terms of this year. And where I was and like personal growth and et cetera, et cetera, that I'm always gonna think about it in consistent with this year. Brian mentioned some of the songs. I I had the love as my song of the year. I absolutely love that song. I think it's great. Um I think the other standouts on this album, Sunrise and Sunset, fantastic songs to close the album. Uh Wolves, as Brian mentioned, is a really good song. The Cold. Uh it's an album I found myself playing a lot. It's a really easy listen. You know, there's some weeks a little weak in the middle, I could say, to some degree, or like not maybe not as good as the songs, but I don't think there's anything I'll skip on here. It's a very tight listen. It is ten tracks. Um it's about thirty plus minutes long. It's not really, really that long of a listen. Um, and I do agree with Brian on this, right? I think there's some room for improvement between static and coda. There's some chemistry there. I know of Coda through hearing him on some static projects. There's some good chemistry there. I think they could do even more together. I wish they were doing more together. I was a little bit disappointed. It seemed like there wasn't a lot of promotion for this album in the way I thought there would be. Um, I don't believe they did any videos. Not that that extremely matters, but it wasn't that. One thing I love about this album, not that this factors into my decision with the album, but I do love the artwork, album artwork on on, on here. Even a couple of episodes, some people may have seen, I have a mug with the artwork. Uh, from Tequila Sunrise. I really love the artist who did that. And now follow that artist. Uh, I believe her name is Lu on Instagram. Her work is really fantastic. So that's something that got me into something else. But I love this album. Thought it was a really good message. Strong at the top of the year. Dropped in March. Found myself coming back to it constantly. Um, and yeah, I think it's one that I'm going to be playing for a while. It actually has high replay value for me. Um, and I really like it sonically. I think it's a great, also not in a negative way, I think it's a fantastic album to clean the house to, um, and listen to, and just vibe and relax. I think it's a good one. But you are now at the number one album. The number one album. I can't believe we have to save number one, but I also I, can. I, 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 also I can. didn't. I didn't think this was going to be the same number one for Brian. I didn't think he was going to like. I had a feeling I was going to surprise you. The, I knew this, it this, was. I
1: this, knew is the, this is this is the, when last year when I t- when I've said. There's one album this year that came out that is a no doubt in my mind classic. It's this album we're about to talk about.
0: It's I agree. It's
1: this one. It's absolutely I agree. this one. This is a classic, classic album. Probably the best album that's come out in the pandemic. And it says something because there's a theme here that very much relates to the pandemic that we're still all in.
0: Yeah. This album, I agree, is the only album I think I would say is classic or close to classic that dropped this year. Is extremely high replay value. It is the second album from this artist who I think has easily established himself as one of the best rappers in the world. Now, there will be some bias here. I think there's a lot of bias because of where he's from. He's from the UK. Maybe some American uh, hip-hop fans are not familiar with this guy. But if you know me, two years ago on this podcast, for this award, I gave him the album of the year with his debut Psychodrama. Yeah. This is Dave. I gave it to him. I love that album. I thought it was a fantastic album, and I was like, who is this kid? And I think he is one of these people that we need to be watching and rap. Well, he delivered with a second album. Yes, He delivered. I do not think thematically it is probably as tight as psychodrama, but boy, you can argue it is every bit as good in terms of some songs. There are songs I might say that are better on psychodrama, but this might have even better flow of production. Right, it's a little bit longer of an album, which concerned me at first. And for me, there's really only one skip on this album. It's fine; a classic can have one skip. It can't. Yeah. But this album—I know what it is too. <laughs> we're all alone in this together, by Dave. Yes, fan, 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 fucking tastic.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and yeah. you know, like, so you you relate to the gray area. I was late to psychodrama drama because had I heard cycle drama, it would have been in my top three probably that year. I have to remember what else came out that year, but like it was right. probably would have been right after Bandana and the gray area or something along those lines, right? It would have been in that class. Dexter told me about this album and I got to it a couple months after it came out. So I was late to this also. I've known of Dave. Um, I even watched him in top boy play a character that I absolutely hated, but in a good way, like good TV hate, not like actually get off, get him off my screen. hate, like the way you hate a wrestling heel. You know what I mean? I was kind of like that with his uh, Top Boy character. I couldn't stand that motherfucker on there. So it shocked me when I heard this album, and I'm like, yo, that's the same dude, or whatever the case may be. But this is the best album uh, of the pandemic for me so far, and that probably, yeah, that does include King's disease one, I would even say. "Yep, uh, i agree. It certainly embodies just what we're going through uh, more than anything else, and I think there's something to be said for that. Um, great production, mostly. I think it's the most under talked about album, especially in America. Uh, maybe in the UK they are talking about it, and I'm sure that he may have some plenty of recognition for it because of the names that are attached to here, right? But in the in, in the United States, we're not showing a love. We're not showing a lot of love to uh, you know non American things in general. But we are oh, seeing yeah. on this album. Like I was even a couple months late to it. Um, my verse of the year came from this album. If you remember right yep. heart attack heart uh yeah heart attack seven minute long verse the only misstep and this is what dexter was referring to uh was in the fire um that's your one skip because you yep. don't care for posse cuts and uh you know i probably would have shaved off a couple of verses like after a while like i'm fine Everybody's. with posse cuts you just got to execute them right <laughs> like I, you know you
0: <laughs> everybody Yes, I would have shaved <laughs> off
1: everybody's. You know what I mean? Like, there are some classic posse cuts. Like, there's Band from TV, there's John Blake." Yeah, I'm not against those. Better.
0: I'm not against those. It's just very hard. It's got to be really good. Yeah. And when you're getting everybody in a subject, it is hard. That's why those are great. Like, a band from TV, everybody delivers. On this song, everybody did not deliver. Yeah. And like, that's the
1: problem. I, yeah. Like, even, even, I love Pinata by Freddie Gibbs and Madlib. It was their first album before Bandana. That ends on a posse cut where could have caught a couple of the verses from there you know there was eight people there. that's too um, much I
0: don't, I don't need to hear eight people rap
1: right and it's the last song on the album which you know i don't love when posse cuts are the last song on the neither album neither do that's i just, not a fan of that that's not the case here but you know in the fire doesn't bother me so much i can listen to it it's not a run across the room skip but it is you know kind of a skip but other than that listen Woo, the standouts verdansk i mean you send me this a uh, uh, video cuz this came out not that long ago and yeah. Verdansk is a basically like that's where you play Call of Duty Warzone like Modern Warfare that's where you play Warzone at and Dave is basically like using that in a lot of different sort of ways and even in the music video it looks very much like Call of Duty which I appreciate it Clash I know Dex is here for some Clash Clash which features Stormzy who I like a lot uh three rivers was a standout for me heart attack as we mentioned and then survivors guilt which is the last song on this album dave we're all alone in this together i think it's it's one of the best projects i've heard in a while um and it stands up there for me as the best album that came out this year better than everything that came out last year and you know right now i guess you could say it's my album of the 2020s
0: No, I think, I think it's fair. It's one of the great albums of the 2020s. I think it's fantastic. I think you're always nervous when somebody puts out a great first album and then how are they going to follow it up with the second. I think the same way I felt about Kendrick going from Good Kid, Man City to The Pimple Butterfly. This reminds me of this in this way where somebody just executed uh, very well. Uh, as Brian said, all the stuff that Brian hit on, very, you know, it, it's a good album. I think it's an album about a lot about, you know, where we are sitting with our own thoughts during this time where we can feel very alone. Um, And Dave sort of has this reflection about different things that he's experienced in his life that can make him feel alone through his black experience, excuse me, as a Nigerian British man, Um, particularly, you know, so there's songs like three rivers, which is a fantastic song that talks about immigration and deportation uh, for, you know, Caribbean families in the UK and people of other um nationalities um who are dealing with immigration um from the middle east to africa different things like that um you got him talking about dealing with watching his mom um struggle growing up and the features on this album are really good too um you know you got stormzy on clash which is a song i absolutely love it's a fun song but you'd love it it's 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 just really really great um it's a lot. You know, there's a lot on this album. There's love on this album. There's tragedy on this album. There's pain. There's dealing with relationships and sort of all the things that, especially during this time of the pandemic, that we can sit alone with our thoughts. It almost is an extension of his first album because it's, it's kind of like this, well, I've thought about it more. It's like another therapy session for him. Um, also, the artwork. Yeah. Album artwork on this is absolutely really good, too. Yes. Um, it's, it's really good uh but no it it's it's really good it's almost you know he talks about how he is someone in his life sort of like in a movie he talks about this multiple times in this album um as the album sort of opens if you listen to this album it opens with like the flicker of the reel of a movie projector which in a weird way is kind of very similar to good kid mad city um in how that's a short film um being told here but like no this is a really good album um, it's a really good length. At first I was worried because his first album was a little bit tighter and this is a little bit longer. But this is not one of these albums where it's like, oh man, nothing is wasted here, right? It's songs are really good. When I say a little bit longer, we're talking about like a track or two. It's 12 songs, an hour a minute. A lot of that length is really helped that there are two really longer songs in this album. Actually three, if you count In Fire, which I don't think about because I skip it all the time. <laughs> but Both Sides of a Smile, which is one of my favorite songs this year. Mm-hmm. Fantastic song um and james blake is great in feature there uh and heart attack which is a, almost a 10 minute song brian talked about is fantastic survivor's guilt which also features georgia smith at the end fantastic mm-hmm. song i mean the, the songs are so good on this album yes like outside of in the fire which we're talking about and really it's not about production it's more about length of the song and just features that don't work there's really nothing whack here the subject matter is good dave is rapping as good as ever i think he's rapped better than anybody else uh, arguably this year, this is to me is the best rap project this year. I do not mm-hmm. really think that it is close at all whatsoever. This is a fantastic album. If you're not into, look, I've been saying this. I said this, I think in 2019, the UK is putting out a lot of good rap. And some of my favorite rappers right now are from the UK, right? Loyal Connor, Dave, little Sims. Brian talked about, uh, AJ gets Tracy, gets. AJ Tracy, there's a lot of good Skepta. Uh, Skepta. There's a lot of good diverse Stormzy. sounds Stormzy also. A lot of diverse <laughs> sounds coming out, coming out of the UK right now. And it's and it's this just really good and refreshing. This album just was really refreshing. And Dave did it again. So for me, easily, my hip hop album of the year. It's nice, Brian and I agree. Second year in a row. We're Second all in row. alone in this together. At least we weren't alone in our thoughts on what the number one album was here. Yeah, so we're all alone in this together by Dave. Number one album this year. Brian, before we wrap and get out of here, Mm -hmm. did you have any honorable mentions at all this year?
1: Yeah, La Machina by Conway, The Machine. Act the pool in that pussy like it's April 1st. Whatever the fuck he said. That shit was fucking hilarious to me. Uh, Act the fool in that pussy like it's April 1st. That shit was one of the bars of the year for me. Um, Also had Scatterbrain, which is a fun joint. Um, Vince Staples by Vince Staples. Also, we were talking about- Which
0: we had for an EP.
1: Yeah, uh that 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 was close for me. Uh Bo Jackson by uh Billy James and Alchemist. I liked it. Didn't like it as much as the Price of Tea in China. I thought that was better. They actually just released something else right before we recorded this, but you know, I mean it's kinda late for that, right? And then Joel Ortiz autograph. I think Joel Ortiz autograph also. Um and then the the Hami joint that we talked about a little bit. I thought it was good. Lot, Hami, yeah. I thought good a productive. lot of a lot of people we've been going off for a minute, so my light is like dead now, but a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, like love that album. And for me, it's like I liked it, but it, you know, it just didn't uh, crack my top 10 for me. And normally, underground projects, like I'm there, I'm a backpacker, the whole shit. But I just thought that everything on my list was better. So,
0: yeah, I didn't really have much honorable mentions. I guess I could mention the Makami joint. I kind of listened to that late in the year on the recommendation of a friend, thought it was solid. Um, Just didn't grab me extremely that way. Probably put the AJ, AJ Tracy there too in that category for me. But, you know, I don't think this was a strong, strong year from hip-hop. The album I've easily played the most probably is Dave because I think it is the best uh, than The Code of yeah. Your Friend. And then, you know, the ones that are in the top five or six were the ones I kept coming back to a lot. Yep. Let's hope that 2022 is a lot better. Kendrick. Uh, Kendrick, Come on. we need Kendrick, we need you, man. <laughs> J. Cole. We're going we need on that. five
1: years, Kendrick.
0: Yeah, we need you, Kendrick. We need we need, Nas, we need take you, a
1: break, bro. You deserve it. You know, Kendrick, we need you verses.
0: Jay. I'd like but, to hear something from you. Nas, again. if
1: you want to put out that Primo joint, though.
0: Like if you, you know, yeah, Primo album, like if you want to do yeah. that, Prime, Prime. We know I know Prime 3 is coming. Her premiere talk about that with him and Royce. We know that's coming. So yeah. it'll be some good stuff. Black Thought was supposed to drop. Dangerous Thoughts with Dangerous Mouth this year. We still haven't seen that. What's up, Black Thought? We need that. Static is coming with a new joint. We know that. Joey Badass. Uh, Joey Badass. You Joey? Yeah, well, he's got a single. It's supposed to be coming you know, soon, you, but he said that know, about five weeks ago. You know Griselda's going to come now, out with mad stuff. They're going to come shit. out with mad stuff. So yeah, looking forward to, to 2022, 20, uh, and we'll see uh, what happens there. But until then, please follow the A Hard podcast on all social media platforms. Uh, be sure to continue to support us. If you like the content that we do via Patreon, definitely check that out. And as always, we want to thank our patrons for their fantastic support. And we also have a little promo with Prize Picks, which you can check out in the show notes that you can do. Sign up with Prize Picks, they'll match your first deposit up to $100. But you know, till then, like I said, just follow us. We will be back in 2022. Wishing everybody a fantastic holiday season be safe be healthy get vaxxed maxed mask up do the right thing get boosted get boosted i'm trying i'm
1: working on it it's actually getting hard to make
0: appointments for this shit yeah you got you got to get on that uh i'm trying i'm calling i'm not you know happy holidays happy new year to everybody we'll be back in 2022 Yes. With a lot of great stuff, Freddie next... Gibbs, you too. Your album also. Yes, you, they know. we know Brian's waiting <laughs> for that. Along along with the next flint Until yes. next time, y'all. In twenty twenty two. Yes. Peace.